And we're going to look at another calling story as we kind of come back to this idea of center. So we began by saying that Jesus is the the anchor at the center. And that's really the point, not the boundaries, but the center. And we're going to look at that in a little different way with a second calling story. And Suzanne's going to come one more time and read for us. Uh, This is now Mark chapter 2, verses 13 to 17. All right. Next chapter in Mark. So Mark 2. And if you want to follow along, uh, verse 13 is where we'll be starting. Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again, and he taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw a Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting in his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his house or to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law, who were the Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? And when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. Amen. Thank you. So this is a whole different kind of story. There's a calling still, but that first calling was one of people who were physically dirty. Um, Those four fishermen, they were lower to middle class, good Jewish boys, and they had some dirt under their fingers. They were doing a dirty job. And so it was kind of gross that Jesus was inviting them to follow him. It It was surprising, certainly, but it at least was in the realm of possibility. Levi, also known as Matthew, the gospel writer, those names are interchangeable, Matthew is dirty in a different sense. Matthew is the worst of the worst. He's still Jewish, part of the nation of Israel, but he would have been disowned by the majority of the nation of Israel. Uh, He had uh, joined the Romans, and he had joined in the oppressing of the people of God, and he was doing it for profit. He wanted to make money. In order to make money, he had joined with the Romans, and he was oppressing his own people. He was a traitor. He was the worst of the worst. If you imagine what would be the the antithesis of a Christian to you, what would be the complete opposite, like the the person that you just could not imagine. So maybe that's like a a militant atheist, or maybe that's a a left-wing anarchist, or a right-wing neo-Nazi, or a a terrorist of some kind, or whoever whoever it is. The, The very, very worst thing that you can imagine, Matthew's worse. Because Matthew's not only that, but he has also betrayed his own people and his own country. And so the the Pharisees and the teachers of the law are asking the the question that honestly Mark's readers would have been asking, that any of us would have been asking if we were there, which is, Jesus, why him? Why would you call this guy? I mean, you could call anybody. Why would you call this guy? That's a good question. And in order to answer it, what I want us to do is try to uh, kind of express uh, graphically, kind of around the room, what that's going to look like. And so I'm going to need some volunteers. I first am going to need Jesus. 
So in order to represent Jesus well, I'm going to bring Deb Wilt up here. So come on, Deb. Come, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There we go. So Deb, Deb, if you want to stand here, uh, Deb's going to be Jesus. If you're bothered by a female Jesus, you should be bothered by a human representing Jesus. Far more than gender is the fact that Jesus is way holier than Deb or me or any of us. So yeah. So, so Deb's going to be Jesus. Now I'm going to need some people who want to be those first four fishermen. So who wants to be the first four fishermen? Okay, there's two fishermen over here. Oh, oh there's three of you. Wow. Okay, three fishermen over here. We're going to put, we're going to imagine there was an invisible disciple. So Oh, okay. Well, there we go. All four of you. Just stand over here. So those are going to be the first group of fishermen. Why don't you stand right over here in this corner, right here, right over here, and look over there, Jesus. All right. So that's going to be one group of fishermen. I need some more fishermen. Oh, yeah. All the way there in the back. Yeah. So let's get, uh, yeah, let's get you guys, yeah, Nehemiah and Barak. Come over here. Let's put you guys right about here. Just stand here next to Mr. Marty. Be nice to them. Okay. So you're going to stand here. You're going to be looking at Jesus from there. Okay, good, good. Okay, so now we need Matthew. Oh, he's He's the bad guy. Rooker, you want to be the bad guy? Wow. Okay. Okay. So let's send Rooker. Um, uh, you're going to go far away from Jesus. Okay. Okay. So let's send you all the way back. You see Mr. Wade all the way back there in the corner? Okay. So stand all the way back there by Mr. Wade. Way, way back. Because you're far, far away from Jesus, right? Because you're as evil as they get. Doesn't he look so evil? Look at that. Yeah. Look. Ooh, that evil look. Good. Yeah. That's excellent. All right. So now we need some Pharisees and teachers of the law. So these are people who think they're maybe a little holier than they actually are. Oh yeah, look at that, the King family. That's perfect. Okay, come on over here. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, come on over here. All right. So you guys, you guys now you guys need to look, can you, can you look really holy? Like look really like proper. Look, look proper. Like cross your arms like this. Yeah, look proper. That's good. That's excellent. Yeah, that's good. So you're going to be really close to Jesus because you're doing, no, you just stand right there. That's, that's fine. You don't, don't get too close to her. You're scaring her. Okay. So look, so, so you've done all the right stuff. You've worked your way over here really close to Jesus, right? So you've done all the stuff that you're supposed to do and you think everybody else should. So keep those arms crossed just like that. Now, there's one more disciple we need to place here. Um, oh, look at your, you don't even know who you're going to be yet. Come on. Uh, so, so we need Judas Iscariot, the disciple who, yeah, ooh, that's right. And so, so we're going to do this in a way that is the most appropriate. We're going to bring Dave Carrison up to be uh, Judas Iscariot. Dave's like, yeah, I knew that was coming. Could have picked that one out a long time ago. All right. So, so Dave's going to be really close because he's, he's one of Jesus' disciples. I know. You were looking the other way. I know you were. I know. I know. There you go. All right. So you're going to be there. Okay. And now we need some Roman guards. So we, okay. Oh, wow. There's, okay. So let's get a couple Logan boys. Come on up here. A couple Logan boys. And while you're there, grab some Gillum boys and we'll bring them up here. And you guys can come all the way over here in this corner because you're far away too. So, because you, you're all kinds of bad, right? So yeah, you're all kinds of bad over here. Yep. Yep. You look like all kinds of bad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, do it. Yeah, perfect. Okay, good. So, so the Roman guards over here. So now I want you to look at the way this is all laid out. So now we have, in terms of morality, we have Jesus in the center because Jesus is the most moral, right? And we have the Pharisees who are right there. Yeah, looking like, yeah, that's right. That's right. And Judas who decided to join Jesus, but is not really sure about Jesus at this point, right? So he's kind of not, not really sure. But then you have the fishermen. You have fishermen over here, and you have fishermen back there, and they're turned towards Jesus. And then you have Matthew, the bad tax collector, all the way in the back corner, yeah, looking evil. Yeah, look at that. That's right. And then you have the Roman guard over here. Now, 
Here's what's going to happen. I want the Roman guard to turn around away from Jesus. Okay, good, perfect. I want the Pharisees to turn around and look judgmental away from Jesus. Yeah, look the other way. There we go, perfect, nice, nice, good. And I want Judas to turn around away from Jesus. Now the fishermen, you're still looking at Jesus, right? Can you guys see Jesus pretty well? Matthew, can you see Jesus pretty well? Yeah, pretty well? Okay, awesome. So here's what we're going to do. Jesus, I would like you to, without moving, play a little game of follow the leader. So I'm going to have you move your hands around, and they're going to do what they see you doing, okay? So everybody stay, stay facing the direction you're facing, and go ahead and do exactly what Jesus is doing. So go ahead. Do that. Yeah, there you go. Good. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Good. Any more? Yeah. There you go. Good. Beautiful. All right. Cool. So you guys can sit down. Thank you. Well done. Good job, Judas. That's the way to go. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So what you saw is the answer to the question the Pharisees had. Why call Matthew? Why this scum, this bad guy? Why call him? What you could see is that the point is not how close you are to Jesus, But the point for Jesus was whether you were looking at him or not, whether you could see him, whether you were willing to follow him, whether we were turned towards him or not. And as far away as Matthew was, all the way in the back, or as far away as the fishermen were, they were able to see and respond to, they desired to pursue after Jesus. And even those who were really, really close to him, who were turned from him, were unable to follow him. They asked the question, why? And Jesus answered. Do you remember his answer? He said, why do you eat with such scum? And Jesus said, because healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people need a doctor. The only people who are going to come to me are the ones who actually know they need me. The ones who are sick. The ones who have turned towards me to look at me, to look toward me, to follow me. For so many of us, we get concerned about how close we are, whether we're following the rules, whether we're doing the right thing, whether we've uh, given up the right stuff, whether we said yes to the right things or no to the right things, whether we're connected to the right people or not, whether we know um, the, the right scripture verses, we follow the rules. And it's not that those things are unimportant. What you'll find through the Bible is that Matthew started way back there. But because he was looking at Jesus and he stayed steadily focused on Jesus, he got closer and closer and closer over the course of his life. And the Pharisees, who were doing all of the right stuff, drifted further and further away over the course of Jesus' life. To the point where they ultimately were the ones who killed him. The question I have for us is this. As a church, when do we stop doing well exams and start actually serving sick people. Here's what I mean. Well, exams are good. They're necessary. If you are a particular kid, you probably go to regular well exams, but some of you, as you get older, go to, you, you, when you're not sick, you go to the doctor just to make sure things are okay, and that's fine. But if you are a doctor, if you're a trained medical professional, and all you do is see healthy people, at some point in time, you're gonna ask like, was it really worth going to medical school for all this? Was it really worth all, all of the, the work and the sacrifice just to see healthy people? And the healthy people sooner or later are going to say, do I, do I need to keep going to see the doctor? 
Like every time I go, it just says I'm fine. I mean, maybe I'll, maybe I'll skip a year or two or, or start to kind of move the other direction. Maybe I'll turn away from the doctor and not pay as much attention to the doctor because I don't know that I'm sick. There are those of us who feel like we're too far away. We feel like the back corner where Matthew was isn't even far enough. We're out in the parking lot. And we think, there's no way that I could follow Jesus. I want you to hear, Jesus would have and does call you if your face is turned towards him. It doesn't matter how far away you are. It doesn't matter how messed up your life is. And he will deal with all of that down the line. All you got to do is just look at him. And as you look at him in the midst of however far away you are, wherever you're at, as you look at him, you will ultimately draw closer to him. He'll take care of that. Just stay focused on him. But there's some of us who have gotten close. And as we've gotten closer to him, we've started to look away because we feel like we're okay. And I want to remind you that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law are a warning to us that outwardly righteous people can forget that we have a need for a doctor. We all need to be people who are facing Jesus, who are turning back towards him. And so as we journey, as we look at what it means to be more and more like Jesus, I want to remind you that you can only do that from wherever you are if you turn towards him. And wherever you are, if you turn towards him, he welcomes you. He loves you. He wants you to be here. And so I'm going to pray for us. Um, We're going to take just a moment, and it's just going to be a moment because I know we have some kids who will remind me of the moment being too long. Um, We're just going to take a moment to be quiet and listen. And And I want to ask you to just pray a simple prayer. Holy Spirit, would you just speak to my heart? Tell me what it is that you're desiring for me to hear. We're just going to take a pause, and I'm going to pray over us, and we're going to respond. So would you just kind of settle your hearts, clear your space around you, and just pray this simple prayer with me. Holy Spirit, would you speak? Speak to our hearts that we would hear from you. So Jesus, we pray that we would be people who recognize our need for you, that we're sick and we're in need of a doctor. Even as I pray, I'm reminded that um, Pharisees come in all ages. And so God, would you guard our hearts, all of our hearts, from the youngest to the oldest, that we would be people who are reliant on you. I'm also reminded that there are those who are far from you of all ages. That um, we can be trapped in cycles that we feel like separate us from you. We can make willful decisions that separate us from you. 
We can just come out of environments that seem like we're so far away from you. And yet, God, your call is to turn and face wherever we are, whatever point in the journey we're on. It's just to turn to you, to be able to see what you're doing and to be able to do it. And so, God, would you, in grace, draw our hearts to you? We want to be those people who, wherever we're coming from, whatever we're doing, are willing to follow. And so teach us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.